Hey, Padgett. Welcome to the Limitless Grid podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. So for people who are not familiar with your work, uh, would you mind giving us like a little bit of a background? Yeah, so um, I call myself, I guess, a frequency coach, which means that the way that I work with people is a little different. I'm not really a coach, but I don't know how else to title it, um, is that I work with people at a deeper, let's say, frequency or energetic level. So let's say someone is having issues with their relationships or not attracting um, the right kind of relationships, or um, let's say when they're feeling stuck when it comes to career aspirations or abundance or whatever it is. I, I don't work at a positive mindset level. I don't work at a mindset level of switch your mindset in this way. What I do is I actually am able to read and see the programs or the patterns, the energetic patterns that are running at a deeper level. Um, I know that this sounds kind of out there, but at a deeper level. Um, and then I help them release whatever is like stuck, right? Whatever programs are not working for them so that they can align more into who they were actually meant to be. Because at the deepest level, we're all actually designed to be abundant, happy, fulfilled, you know, successful, all of those things. We all have that in our DNA, but it's like, what is actually keeping us from being able to access our full potential? And um, I mean, I've been on this journey for, you know, a, a long time being like, oh, is it my mindset? Is it motivation? Is it, you know, whatever. And I tried all those things, but I still felt really stuck. Um, and so I think my own personal journey with like having a lot of issues with manifestation um, kind of almost was purposeful because then it led me to have the ability actually to see these programs in other people and help them get through it. So when people feel really stuck, no matter what they end up doing, they still feel stuck or something's blocked. That's what I do is I actually see what the programs are at a deeper level. That's let's say running in them. That's like keeping them in the situation that they don't want to be in. So that was a long explanation, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. Um, a lot of people who start this journey, there is a reason for it. I listened to Wayne Dyer or like so many other people and um, there was a reason for it. And like, do you, like, was there a reason why you started this journey? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's kind of juicy um, <laughs> for people who like drama, <laughs> but um yeah. So I, um, I was at a really, I mean, here's the thing, like on a hero's journey, you always get to a low point. It almost always starts at a low point. So I was at a very, very low point. Um, I had just gotten out of a relationship. I was very deeply depressed. I was like gaining a whole bunch of weight. Like basically there was nothing in my life that felt like it was going well. And I had, um, so much doubt and I had, I was so lost. And the only thing that I felt like I was really trying actually was dating um, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm single. So maybe if I date the right person, it'll kind of like fix things. And so I was online dating. And then I met someone who um, I was dating for a while. And I was like, oh, my God, he's the one he has a great job, you know, um, because I'm Asian. And like, I have certain kind of, you know, ways of looking at dating. I'm like, oh, and he's also Asian, too. And, you know, I just like, I wanted him so bad, like to be the one I'm like, you have to be the one. And I was so stuck on that idea that like, I totally didn't see the fact or I wasn't really like, it hit me by surprise that six months later, I found out that he was actually engaged. And so he was living a double life. And I think he, you know, people would probably qualify him as like a legit sociopath. But it was when that happened where I was like, how could I be so blind like I have been ignoring really my own 
real true self-growth and empowerment just by going, okay, if I meet a man, right, he's going to kind of like fix it. Um, and then I picked the wrong man, like the wrong man who was already engaged and, you know, and that was so incredibly like just heartbreaking, but also it was just a huge slap in the face for me where I was like, what am I doing so wrong? You know, how did I, and, and I'm someone who I went to UC Berkeley. Like I, I you know, I, I'm fairly, I, I fairly intelligent and self-aware. Like how did that happen? Um, and so of course, what did I do is I actually went to a psychic and I was like, I was looking for answers. Right. And so I went to a psychic and I was like, um, so, cause at this point I wasn't sure that he was engaged, but I had a sneaking suspicion. Um, it was kind of a funny story where like, okay, anyway, I'm not going to get into that, but at a sneaking, sneaking suspicion, something was off. So I went to a psychic and I was like, can you tell me what you see about this man? And actually she told me, she's like, no, I don't see anything wrong. Like he seems, he seems honorable. He seems like he wants to marry you and all this stuff. Um, and I was like, really? And I think that was a test for me at the time to go, you got to look to yourself for answers. Like you can't like defer to other people all the time. And so I did my own research, um, wedding registries. And, um, I actually somehow like, I know I, I actually somehow found his wedding registry and I saw that it was going to be in a couple of months. And I'm like, Oh shoot, this is crazy. Um, so I guess you could say that would try to, that would probably turn me off from anything spiritual, but actually it just like got me down this rabbit hole of like energy and like, what in the heck is up with me? Cause I am smart. Right. Um, I know how like to make things work. I am a hard worker. So what is wrong? Like, you know, and that kind of is what actually started my journey or my path, to be honest, was hitting that rock bottom of like basically questioning what the heck is wrong with me? You know? Wow. That is that is a lot. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, yeah, it it was, it was a lot. Um, at the time it was so jarring. I felt so bad about myself. Um, because again, like nothing in my life seemed to be working that well. I was also financially very low. Um, I was not really aligned to what I wanted to do. Um, my confidence, I didn't really have any, I mean, Basically, you know, but I do feel like a lot of people have to hit a really low um, in order to really awaken them to the fact that there is more out there. It's not just about getting a degree, getting a good job, and then boom, like that's it and getting a partner and then off, you know, into the sunset that there is more to understand about how we work and how this reality operates, you know? Right. Yeah. So once you realize that you were at the lowest point, what were the steps you took to get out? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Um, so it started with, I started with probably the YouTube motivational videos, you know, like never give up, like keep going and, and all that stuff, which was helpful because, um, you know, you know, sometimes you just need someone to tell you like, keep going. Like they won't maybe tell you exactly how to get there, but they'll tell you to just keep going and not give up. And so on a mental level, that kind of helped me um, keep me motivated to keep trying to find the answers. And then I did a lot of like self-help books. So like Brene Brown, like, you know, Simon Sinek, um, all these people who are amazing um, and who gave me tiny little insights into things and made me feel better. 
Um, I, I did like, you know, Reiki and then the counseling and the, like, I basically did a lot of stuff. Right. Um, cause I wasn't sure what was wrong. I still wasn't sure. And then I got more into the deeper spiritual aspects of things. And that's where I kind of discovered what it's called frequency work, where it's like not just spiritual, where it's about, you know, angels and, and things like that. Um, it's, it's about how it's like kind of more of the mechanics of like how, let's say reality actually works and what patterns actually are, why we create certain patterns, um, you know, uh, what are energetic patterns to begin with. And that's kind of when I really expanded my understanding of, um, let's say the universe or how, um, the universe operates, how we operate, how energy operates within us and the universe, how it all kind of comes together. And then it was over the period of a lot of years where I was just like testing and trying different things. And I was like, what is like, because, um, you know, at the time I was so incredibly mental, I like needed to figure it out. I was like, Paget, you've dedicated this much money, time, energy, you better figure this ish out, you know? And so, um, that's actually what kept me going is because I just had this insatiable desire to figure out how this stuff works, figure it out for myself. Um, and so, um, the frequency work combined with my own personal experience and everything else that I've learned and culled and everything, I kind of like put together my own, I guess, sequence or blueprint of like how I see energy working and how it operates in my own life. Um, and then as I started, you know, obviously trying and testing and things like that, and then I started coaching people, which also came as a surprise to me, um, I wasn't actually advertising myself as a coach, <laughs> but people still came to me. And then it started to work for them, like the mechanics of energy. Then I was like, oh, okay. I think I actually came, I, I actually found something, you know, and I, now I'm really starting to understand it. And as I coach people and I see energy working in them, I'm like, whoa, now I'm starting to understand it even better. Um, and so, you know, so you know, this world of like self-help is so deep. You can go from Brene Brown to like, like, you know, Simon Sinek and Tony Robbins. There are like millions of content out there and it's overwhelming. And, you know, you said you spend years like learning about it. At what point during your journey when you learned this frequency stuff that you were like, wow, that was my aha moment. Like that was a moment that I realized like I, fully understood what this is about? That is a very good question. Um, you know, and I'm going to admit something, which is that I didn't fully have that aha moment um, until I guess I was ready to have the aha moment, which was actually last year. Um, so it was literally years that I was trying to like apply all of these different things and like some of it worked, some of it didn't, um, some of it complemented each other, some of it didn't, some of it really conflicted with each other. Um, you know, the positive mindset stuff wasn't working for me personally. Um, you know, I just kept falling back into the same thing. And then um, as I was like, you know, trying to figure this stuff out for myself, put together my own process, by the way, for my life, like I wanted to fix my life. Like I wasn't looking to fix other people's lives. I was looking to fix my own life. Um, that last year, as I was putting together this process and I started to understand it more and more, you know, and then I started to see the patterns that happened during the process, 
the surrender phase, the, okay, um, you have to hit another bottom so that you can go to another high, the, you know, all the different phases of how this whole journey works in my own life. I had the aha moment when um, it was actually in the middle of last year when, I, you know, I had been posting on Instagram for quite a while um, and uh, nothing really gained traction, you know, um, and it's fine because I was just using it as just a platform to express myself. And then I posted this one thing um, that I didn't even think anything of. I wasn't even planning for it to be um, to go viral or anyone to really watch it, to be honest. And then it all of a sudden went viral, I guess you could say. Right. And it hit like five million views out of nowhere. But at the same time that that happened, like other parts of my life shifted dramatically, too. And I was like, OK, there is no co there's not a coincidence here. Like literally in the span of two to three months, everything in my life just shifted for the better. Like my marriage with my husband got better because to be honest, our marriage wasn't always the best, um, you know. Um, and then uh, like we started just he he actually got like a really amazing opportunity kind of like coming into his lap, right? That that he had dreamed about for a long time. And then like we would get random checks in the mail from certain different things, right? Um, and then I booked a couple of these gigs that I didn't even like one of them I didn't even audition for at the time I thought I wanted to be an actor. And I was like, wow, this is all kind of happening very quickly in a very short period of time. And that's when I'm like, oh, it's the work that I've been doing that is paying off. And at the same time, people started to come to me again. At this point, I thought I wanted to just be an actor. People started coming to me, DMing me, even though my profile said actor. And they were like, do you do sessions? And I'm like, when did I ever say I did sessions? I don't have that on my profile at all. Um, and I was like, okay, I do sessions. And then um, I started to just coach people. And I'm like, what do I coach them on? Crap. And then I, I was just coaching them on um, this blueprint, right? Part of this blueprint that I had created for myself. And then they started changing. And I was like, oh, so maybe this isn't just me. Like maybe this actually applies to other people too. Um, and then that's kind of like how it just all kind of came together. Um, you know, and, and so I'm like, okay, there is definitely a higher, let's say, I, I don't want to say higher, yes, a higher power or a higher source or something that's literally guiding, right, us at a, at a deeper level when we choose that path. It will guide us. It'll show us the next steps. I was not a coach at the time. People came to me. I was not intuitive at the time. I couldn't read energy. I didn't even know I could ever do that ever. And then all of a sudden, as I worked with more and more people, I started to see energetic patterns in their field. And I was like, what? Like, so this just unfolds for you when you're ready? Like, it just happens for you when you're, you, do you know what I mean? When you choose to take the path and you go on it, like things just start to unfold for you. Um, and so that's, I forgot what the question was. I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> was that answering the question? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It was, it was a good question. Good answer. Yeah. You mentioned that things started to fall in place. You you got a new gig. Your husband got a new job that fell in, uh, or other new opportunity that that fell in his lap. After you started doing the work, so let's let's break the work down. Mm -hmm. You know, how did you start, and what is this work? It's really a blueprint. It is some tools, but it's really a blueprint in terms of like, so the more and more I, I'm, I'm like working with people and I see the way it works and everything like that, there are certain things that kind of like, um, 
are, let's say, tells of where you are on your journey and then what those tells are telling you about what you should be, let's say, doing or not doing or um, how you should be using that to, let's say, upgrade is what I call upgrade your energetic state or delete certain patterns. So, um, so kind of hard for me to explain, but um, so... Okay, let, let's see. How, how do I start from... Uh, how or you can give an example beginning? of a person yeah. you like might be training. Yeah. Okay, so let's say someone operates from the paradigm of struggle in order to create more success or sacrifice in order to create more success, right? It's a very common paradigm. Um, so let's say that they operate from that paradigm and they're like, no, 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 I, I, I don't know. I, I just like, so, so they might go, they might come to me and go, you know, I, I just want to create higher levels of success, but I can't. And then I will read them and I'll kind of see like, what are the patterns? I'm like, okay, you're running a burden pattern here. Like I see you're running a burden pattern in your field. It's really hard to create huge levels of success if you're running burden patterns, because guess what's going to happen as you try to create more success, you're going to actually get more burdened. And so that's just an example of something that I'll see. And then, so I'll help them. Oh, a, yeah. A burden pattern is for instance, let's say, um, so it, it will show up in all areas of your life typically. So if someone runs what I call a burden pattern, um, and it usually shows up for me energetically, I literally see it in different parts of their field or the body. So I usually actually see it in, let's say their upper, um, uh, their upper back, um, but sometimes also in the lower back and sometimes in other parts, but I'm just telling you what's the most common. Um, so for instance, I'll see, okay, so you tend to, let's say, take on other people's burdens, let's say your mom's burdens. So um, I, so I literally will see actually their mother's issues, like actually like stored there because they literally are energetically taking on the burden of other people. And so if they run that pattern, not only will they take on their mother's burden patterns or there's their mother's burdens, they'll probably take on all the burdens of their clients. And so then I'll ask them, I'll be like, so there's also this funny thing where you say that you want more clients or you say that you want more responsibility or more money and everything like that, but you're running this burden pattern. So every single client you ever get, you were just adding to that burden cash in your back, right? And so actually at a deeper level, you don't want more clients. Actually at a deeper level, you don't want more success because the more success you get, the more clients you get, the more burdened you will be and the harder everything will be for you. So you might say you want something, but because of the patterns I'm seeing running in your field, you actually don't, right? Or let's say someone's running a sacrifice pattern where I see this sometimes, especially with like people pleasers, um, they tend to like give, literally they give their energy away in order to get something, right? So I literally see them like, so people can push into them. I see energetically they'll be pushed into, um, people will like, you know, push them around or whatever. Um, and so I'll say, okay, so I know like that you want more success or you want more money or whatever. But I see the exchange that's happening, which is that every time you get more success, you got to give more of yourself away. And so if they're running that pattern, right, then they actually at a deeper level, even if they want it, they want it, they want it at a much deeper level, they do not want it because then they'll have, they'll give their whole self away, right? In creating that success. But see, people don't understand that it's not just what we want with our brains. It's who we are actually being or what energy we're actually embodying. That's literally creating the caps, right? Or let's say if we have a deep fear of persecution that we inherited either from our lineage or even a past life, then 
we again, we wouldn't actually want to be seen. We wouldn't actually want to be acknowledged because with that acknowledgement, with being seen, you are going to get backlash and you will actually probably attract backlash, like literally because you're running that pattern, right? And so it's about, okay, releasing those patterns so that you don't run that, let's say paradigm is what I call it, run that reality so that you can be seen and then not attract backlash. You can be seen and not have people hate on you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how does one release those patterns? I, I know exactly what you mean, because sometimes yeah. you're like scared of being judged, scared of being seen because you don't want to get that backlash. And I know so many people who want to create content or do something, but they are engineers and that's their identity and they don't want to be rejected or like be seen. So how do you release that energy? Yeah. So, um, so you do. Okay. So we're going to have to get into this um, a little bit deeper. And so let's do it. Uh, okay. I love it. Whew. All right. So it's kind of hard to explain. Um, so in order to release it, you, you, you have to um, reach a higher level of consciousness in which that pattern or that energy pattern is running. Okay. So we run these energy patterns at a higher level of vibration or consciousness within our fields. So, and, and I mean higher than subconscious. I mean higher than like super subconscious. I mean like at a much, much deeper level. So like, you know, I know subconscious programming, it's great. But again, even if you pre-program your subconscious, if at a deeper level, you're still running the patterns, it's still going to run. Even if your subconscious programming is working, right? You're still going to see this pattern happen. Um, so you have to elevate your level of consciousness to the point that the pattern is actually running in your field, let's say beyond the super subconscious. And then it's like re it's almost like a rewire or it's like almost. So what I see it as is a reeducation um, of your energetic field or what I call your spirit and basically saying, Hey, spirit or higher self, you're running this pattern, Right let me re-educate you so that you see that you actually don't need to run that pattern that way, that you actually can release that pattern and run it a different way. Right. And so let's say when I'm working with someone, that's really actually what is happening is that because I'm seeing it at the higher level of consciousness, um, I'm actually what I'm doing when I'm reading it even is like, I'm allowing them, the person that I'm reading to also go, Oh, I see the pattern too. Let me, now I can actually release it because now I'm educated that I don't need to run this pattern because your higher self doesn't know necessarily what is good or bad. Like it just runs what it runs, right? But then if you go, actually, there's a better way to run and you like, it's kind of like a second grader, you know, you're teaching the multiplication. Actually, you know, you can calculate this more efficiently. Um, then they'll go, oh, okay. Like I see that I can do this better. And then it'll actually start to, let's say, entrain to the better way of doing it. Um, so yeah. Is it through, oh, yeah. So basically retraining, is it through awareness or would it be like through something like meditation or? Yes. So let me see, because like when I, when I teach this stuff, it, it is through frequency. So for instance, um, if you're interacting with, let's say a group of people who are at a higher level of consciousness or let's say you're working in a session with me, or let's say you're even like, um, yeah, meditating at really, really high, high states of being, then you can like, re then you can access 
that higher level of consciousness. But most people cannot do that on their own. I, I'm just going to be honest um, because, you know, now I'm not saying that there aren't tools because there is, there's meditation, right? Um, you can, where you can try to access those higher levels of consciousness. Um, there are some other tools and everything like that. Um, but <laughs> this is kind of the part where it's like, you do have to be exposed to a higher level of consciousness, right? And so that could be done through meditation. Um, uh, honestly, like, um, hard for me to answer this question because, you know, cause you could work with other people too, but you gotta be aware of like, at what level of consciousness are they working at? Are they just working at the subconscious level? Are they just working at, um, like the emotional trauma level? Are they just working at the psychological level or are they working at a deeper level? Right. And so, um, kind of hard for me to answer that question, but I would find, let's say, um, a mastermind of, of people or something like that, or, uh, um, a coach or a teacher or a healer or something who is at that level of frequency. Okay. So you mentioned that you have to find somebody who is at a higher level of frequency to recognize patterns as well. Um, uh, yes. Then... So, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I, I was, I wanted to see if I understood it right. So you have to be with a person who is at a higher level of um, consciousness or higher, higher frequency to be able to understand other people's patterns or other people's frequency patterns, isn't it? Yes and no, because I also don't like that too. Cause like, I don't want people to think they have to rely on someone else. Like even when I work with my students, like ultimately I want them to become independent. Like I, I, I do wake them up. I give them that boost and I go, here's access, higher level of consciousness. Okay. At the end, I want you to be independent. I want you to be able to do this yourself. Right. Because to me, that is the ultimate empowerment. Um, I didn't like rely on like random healers or whatever. I just didn't like doing that. It's just not that empowering. And you also, by the way, like don't get the full impact of where you can go if you're constantly relying on someone else. Um, so I will also say there's that as well. Um, but um, like I said, you know, there are other people who can, um, let's say, reach some of these states just by, let's say, really deep meditations, right? Um, uh, or if you're, let's say, interacting with someone who doesn't necessarily read patterns, but they're at a really high level of consciousness, if you interact with them, let's say, right, um, then they can help you reach those higher states too. Because there's something about like entraining to a higher level of consciousness too. Just by being around someone who's had a much higher level of consciousness, you actually can start to like gain that yourself. Um, so you don't necessarily need someone to necessarily read it. Is it, is it obviously a little bit more specific and quicker? Yes, obviously. Um, you know, because what I do specifically is I literally see the energy. And so I actually see it moving in you. And so I can actually help you release it quicker. But being exposed to higher levels of consciousness, you don't necessarily need to have a session or anything. Mm -hmm. So when you have students and with your course, like, I think it's like three months long, right? And like, what are these stages? And like, what are the steps you teach them to you know, get to that next level or even understand their own patterns. Yeah. Um, so there are some helpful things for you to start to understand your own patterns, right? Um, so you can ask things like, so one of the best things um, is ask like, this is one of the things I always ask people to ask themselves is like, what's, um, 
do you tend to look like a certain parent or someone in your family? Okay. Um, because a lot of the patterns that we inherit are generational, meaning we literally inherit it in our DNA. And so if we tend to, let's say, look like a certain family member, um, we tend to also take a lot of their patterns with us too at a deeper level. So for instance, I tend to look a lot more like my dad. Um, so I have like similar facial structure, whatever. And I have, in, I have discovered I have inherited a lot of patterns from my dad, like when it came to certain things, which didn't always serve me, right? And so I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was daddy's girl. But like in being daddy's girl, I actually just took on a lot of his patterns that are keeping me capped and keeping me stuck in certain loops, you know, whether it comes to relationships, like emotional intimacy, um, certain success things, right? So, um, so you can also inherit good things too. Like, let's say he has decent success patterns, but then they're capped, right? Because with it comes sacrifice and struggle and burden. Then I'm like, okay, I like some of his success patterns, but I don't like the fact that it comes with all of this stuff. Right. Um, so you can actually even start to ask yourself, whoa, like, do I tend to see relationships in the same way as my parents? Do I tend to see creating success in the same way as my parents? Right. And then as you start to realize that those, what you think is just your life are actually a series of patterns, you're like, then start asking yourself, does it have to be that way? Like, do I really have to sacrifice all of my time, energy, and whatever in order to create this amount of success? Is there a different paradigm I could be actually clicked into that wouldn't require that? Do I, do I feel like, so this is a pattern that I was running. Do I feel like as I'm in a long-term relationship, it naturally just like dies or like the passion dies? Like, do you know what I mean? Like it gets like dull over time or is that actually a pattern? Is that a program that I've actually inherited from, let's say, my parents or lineage or whatever that says that that is what is going to always be the case? Because like I always had that issue where whenever I would get in a long-term relationship, like after about the two-year mark, it always felt stale. And I was like, I guess this is the way it is, you know, but it's not. Um, um, or like after a certain age, do I just have to like lose my vibrance and like lose my, <laughs> like lose my motivation and stuff. And it's like, no, maybe that's a pattern that I inherited. And even just having these conscious, like aha moments are actually going to help you. They're actually going to make you force you to like, really like it literally could be an awakening moment for you where like, aha, shit. No, it's a pattern. It's an energetic pattern. It is not who I am and it is not the way it needs to be. So would you say that these energetic patterns are also behavioral patterns? It's the way how they behave in a particular Ooh, situation. So this is really cool. Well, cool, but also kind of, anyway. So, um, so really good question. Okay, so here's, here's an example, okay? So um, let's say someone is running a pattern where they always feel overwhelmed by everything in life. They're so overwhelmed. They're so stressed by everything. Right. And, um, and I see this actually where like, even they start to do this work and things start changing and all of a sudden there's less things for them to be overwhelmed by. They will actually, if they run this pattern really deeply, even if there's nothing. So actually uh, people who get overwhelmed and then they start to release the pattern. A lot of times they have a lot more time on their hands and like, what do I do with this time? Right. But if you run the pattern, what will end up happening is like, like, so someone might come to me and say, 
I just always feel overwhelmed. Even if I don't have anything to do, I feel overwhelmed. Like there's always something. And I'm like, you will always feel overwhelmed. And then do you know what will happen? You will create situations in your reality that will create that overwhelm, whether a flat tire or all of a sudden a coworker puts more like stress on you and says they're going to leave town or whatever, or um, something breaks in your household, right? Oh, and on top of that, on top of that, you will be less efficient in the things that you're getting done so that you constantly feel that overwhelm. Because this is oftentimes what someone will say. They'll be like, yeah, but like, even though I don't have a lot, I feel super overwhelmed by the little I do have. Yes, because you're running that pattern. So you will literally feel overwhelmed by any amount of work, by anything, right? So even if you only have two little things to do today, it'll take you a lot more time to do them. So I'm going to give you also an example too, where it's really interesting because as I was actually deleting for myself, let's say the pattern of um, the struggle pattern or the sacrifice pattern, I noticed this is what's so crazy. Um, I noticed that I can work with someone for like a fraction of the time and they will see more results than if I worked with them like for a lot longer way before. Why? Because I was actually deleting more of that sacrifice and struggle pattern. What does that mean? Oh, I could pump, I become way more efficient with a less amount of time, right? Each, each molecule of time, actually, I can get way more done with each molecule of time because I'm getting more efficient. And I know that sounds really crazy, but it's, True. It's actually really crazy. So actually when, let's say someone deletes the overwhelm pattern, they become a lot more focused, a lot more efficient with their time. Solutions come to them. They don't have to create situations that create all of that overwhelm. Does that make sense? Mm. I hope that's like a yeah. good example. Yeah, totally. We spoke to Kay Hendricks on the podcast. He is an author of this book called The Big Leap. And he he talks about Einstein time and it kind of resonates exactly as to what 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 you mentioned. Time comes from within. So Ooh. if you think you have less time, you have less yes. time. If you have more time, then Ooh. you have more time. He also talks about the concept of conscious luck, that if you think you're like lucky and if you truly believe it, you attract luck. But if you don't think you're lucky, then you're not gonna attract luck. So like everything is just like subconscious. Yes. Um, like, yeah. Okay, go mm -hmm. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was going to ask, like, I think what you mentioned about, like, deleting the burden pattern or deleting, like, the pattern of, like, oh, I have to work hard to make more money or be more successful. I think it's so practical. And, like, I could see myself, like, having those patterns. And I know people who have those patterns. And, and for people who might not be able to be your student or, like, you know, be to your work like what can they do on their own that they can start the process of like deleting these patterns for sure so this is a couple things so this is going to sound really out there but um but because I hold frequency clinics where I'm you know coaching a lot of different people right because I'm just working on their energy um um so and they'll just literally feel the frequencies of the things that I'm saying so they'll literally start to even shift and release patterns just by being in the container with me um, and this happens with people in my life too. My husband's forced to shift because of me just by being in my presence. So even just listening to this podcast, if you've had an aha moment of fuck, I think I run that or shit, I'm seeing certain things, right? And you probably will actually listening to this, 
um, then that means you got a dose of that frequency. So actually it's going to give you, um, so you're probably going to have even like other realizations, even after listening to this, where your, your consciousness will naturally actually start to expand even just by listening. Um, so, um, one of the things that I will say, let's, so let's say the overwhelm pattern. So let's say I see that in someone and I'm helping them release it. Right. And, um, as they're releasing it, um, I will tell them the way that you actually, uh, delete this pattern quicker. The way that you can delete this quicker is by not feeding the pattern itself. Okay. So let's say if they're running an overwhelm pattern, like, I gotta get all this. I'm like, just don't give a shit. Like for a day, I don't give a, for a day, don't give a shit. Okay. Don't feed that overwhelm pattern. Don't do it. If you want to delete this quicker, you don't do it. You don't feed the pattern. Okay. You see it, you don't feed it. Um, and that's always really hard for people because actually it's funny that you mentioned the book, the leap of fa- uh, the leap, big leap, because it's literally like a big leap, right? To go, yes, I'm going to le- delete this pattern. I'm not going to do, I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what I usually do. That is a big leap. That's a big leap of faith of saying like, I trust that process. I trust that the pattern is going to rewire itself when I confirm and delete the pattern. Um, so another thing with a burden pattern, right, is like someone next time someone says, hey, can you take it? And you're like, don't really want to be like, nope, sorry. Right. Nope. Nope. Not going to burden. Nope. Nope. Even though I know it's my responsibility, not going to feed the burden pattern, not going to burden myself with that. Right. And so obviously if you're releasing it, um, obviously if you're releasing at a higher level, it's just easier to take those actions and say, no, fuck it, whatever. Right. It's easier because you're already releasing at a higher level. But if you can start doing things like that in your life, you are also going to be able to signal to yourself, right? Um, like, Hey, I actually do want to release this pattern. I don't want to live my life in this paradigm or this reality. Um, I wanted to ask like, question based on my surrounding and like people that I interact with there are so many people who have jobs that they absolutely hate but it pays great amount of money and they want to like leave the job but they are scared of taking that leap of faith because the other side of big check is like no income and uncertainty yeah that's a really good question um so here's here's the thing like Oh man, it's kind of like you get presented the time. Actually, usually it's like you get presented the right time, meaning, you know, deep down, like meaning, you know, deep down, I really can't do this anymore. Like, and you almost, you almost get to this, like, I don't know if I can swear. I've already sweared a lot on this, but like, okay, you get to this, like, fuck it place where you're like, fuck it. I'd rather have nothing than this. That's actually one of the most powerful places anyone can ever get to, including me on a journey where you're like, fuck it, anything but this. I am not doing, I'm not doing this, but here's the catch. Most people go, I'm not doing this. And they're like, oh my God, what do I do? Right. And then they go into the freak out mode and they freak out zone. Fuck it. Anything but this. And I know something better is going to show up. And it is going to show up it, when it's the right time for me. And I'm just going to know, and I'm going to jump on it and I'm going to make it work. And I know I'm going to make it work. I don't know how I'm going to make it work. I don't know when it's going to work, but it's going to work. It is right. And, and if you can feed that part of you, 
more and more every day, even if you're like in the pit of darkness of like nothing or whatever, like that is where people, most people mess up though, is that they like cut it off and they're like, oh shit, what do I do? And then they freak out. They give into all the self-doubt, they give into all the worth, like the low self-worth, and then they just like um, try to figure out how to get back to where they were. And that's, that's where like you can start to go, not backwards, but um, maybe you weren't ready to take that leap of faith at that moment in time, right? Because it really has to be like, I'm ready to let it go. I'm just ready. And, and I get to that place actually quite a lot. Actually, even now I get to that place at times, right? Where I'm just like, no, I just deserve more or no, I, I'd rather not do any of that or, you know, it's going to be on my terms kind of a thing, right? Um, and I just have more faith in it because I'm I'm used to this process more, but that is the most power. And if you honestly, if you interview anyone who's super successful, they will probably tell you that there was many of those moments where they were like, just... I was willing to leave it all behind. I was willing to burn what I had, right, in order to take the leap of faith. But the thing that I will say is that it's much easier to do that when you're energetically aligned at a deeper level, right? It's much easier to do that when you are, when you see the process working in your favor, you have trust in the process, and then you're like, oh, I know that this is my higher guidance system. I know it's not my head. I know it's my higher guidance system pushing me off this cliff. And that's why I have to do it. It's because it's coming from my higher self. It is not coming from my mind or my logical reasoning or anything like that. It is coming from something much bigger than myself. Interesting. You you mentioned that you also, you had a relationship issues and the relationship would get stale after two years. <laughs> yes. So what were the steps? <laughs> what were the steps you took? And how did you manifest your current husband? Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, what are the steps that I, so, okay. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I just, I just think it is actually quite funny. Um, Cause I do think about my own journey with relationships and things. And I was always like blaming the other person being like, oh, they're so boring or like, you know, they have so many issues. They have mommy issues. And, and sure. All those things are true, but uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but um, it is true, though. <laughs> but uh, but what I was failing to see was that it was actually me, right? And so and so, but it's always hard to remember this when you're in a relationship because you are co-creating together. You are co-creating together. Like you you do have to at various points be on the same page, right? And so I will say in my own personal journey, let's say with my current um, husband, where um, first of all our first part of our relationship was absolute crap. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like we fought like all the time. It was not the best. Um, but for some reason we couldn't like let each other go call that toxic toxicity, whatever. I don't know. Um, and then, um, and then it started being like, Oh, well then this is just, we're just kind of getting into a mode where it's kind of boring or whatever. Um, and so the thing that like changed our relationship to now, I feel like we're really truly partners, you know, and um, even if we don't agree on everything, like we are partners, like we are supporting each other and being the best versions of ourselves. And um, that really happened actually when I was at a point in my journey, when I was willing to let it go, when I was willing to let the relationship go itself. And I was like, because, you know, you get into a partnership and part of what makes it 
sometimes like feel weight draggy is you feel responsible for the other person. And I actually don't think you should ever feel responsible for your partner. Like you just shouldn't, like you should just help each other feel responsible for themselves. And so, um, because I was running some of the burden patterns and stuff like, you know, um, and the low self-worth stuff and all of that stuff, um, I kind of just like felt like I needed to have him come along the journey with me. And so I would like try to offer him like coaching or I'd be like, Hey, you don't know, you don't understand anything. You don't get it. You don't get it. And I would like basically try to force him to come along on this journey with me. Cause he's not, he's not like the way I think about things. He's very like in the corporate world. He's very just like logical, traditional, all that stuff. So imagine marrying someone like me. Right. So, um, seriously, like he's had a lot of like, woo moments with me, but, um, but I actually had to let him go in a sense of, I was like, you know what? I know I'm progressing. I know I'm upgrading my energy. I know I'm in this process. If you don't choose to come with me, that is not my job. And it's not my responsibility. And I don't mean that from a bad place. It's just, I'm putting myself first. Right. And this is even after we got married that I was like, no, I'm putting myself first. Like I'm, I'm putting myself first. Um, and so, um, it was actually at the point that I was, I was able to let him go that our relationship got better because I was truly in the place where I'm like, I don't care. My main goal in life is to be the best version of me. And when I clicked into that and I wasn't dragging him along with me, he started to entrain to me. He started to up level. He started to upgrade right naturally. He started to come along the journey with me. And that's when our relationship actually got better because honestly, the dullness of a relationship happens when you're just not on the same journey together. I feel like right at a deeper level, you're not wanting, you, you don't have, at least from my experience, um, you don't have the same like goals. And I don't mean like certain money or whatever. It's just like goals internally of like becoming the best versions of yourselves. That is like, to me, the ultimate partnership when both people are like, I am committed to becoming the best version of myself. And I'm committed to seeing you do that too. Like we want to do it together. Right. But I'm not going to carry your weight. Right. I will, I will hold space for you and all of that. Um, and I'll give you support, but I ain't going to carry your weight. You got to step up and do that yourself. Um, and so to me, that's when like the spark comes back, when like possibilities open up in your field, when you're like, Oh shit, like we can create so many amazing things together. And again, like it doesn't have to look like anything specific. It could just be an incredible family, right? An incredible lifestyle, like, you know, whatever it is, it, it's not anything specific. Um, it's even just like a feeling, but you feel aligned because you're both aligning with yourselves. Um, now, how did I manifest him? How did I manifest? Oh my God. I didn't, I don't think I really manifested him. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I went on 87, I went on 87 first dates, um, 87 yeah in order to meet and first dates so it's not even counting people who i like did dated for like four months or six months or whatever um and so i chose the hard way because i i genuinely believe if i wasn't running certain patterns i could have just met him like in a very different i didn't have to go on 87 first dates but because i was running a lot of the like you know struggle and sacrifice patterns i had to go on 87 first dates right um i could have just like not dated for that whole period of time, then just met him and been like, okay, great. He was my fifth date. But, um, I of course took the hard road of doing it. And again, when we met, um, we were not the best versions of ourselves. So, 
Um, I wouldn't even say like, I fell into the most amazing relationship at that point. I didn't, um, we, again, we like fought a lot (laughs) and, um, but for whatever reason, you know, I, I do believe this as well, that there's some connections and I read this in people too. Sometimes there's some connections where you are meant to be on this journey together. Like you were meant to teach each other certain things, right? He was meant to support me while I was trying to figure my shit out, right? And he was meant to be there and that like that support for me. And then I was meant to support him in becoming his best version. And we were meant to just teach each other stuff, you know, and compliment each other in that way. And so I actually genuinely believe that maybe not for everybody, to be honest, but for there are certain connections I do see where it's like, shit, like, you were meant to be in each other's path. You were meant to be in each other's journey, right? Cause you were, you, you decided that you were going to do that together, you know? So, uh, one of my friends loves your content and she asked me to ask you this question. So my friend, Samantha, she was like, ask her, like, how can one have like quantum growth and what quantum growth is? Um, so yeah. So, um, are you willing to leave, uh, so, I think the big thing with quantum growth is you have to be fearless in letting go, right? You talked about the big leap. You got to be fearless in making the big leap. And what I mean by that is not necessarily, although it could include quitting your job, but what I mean by that is like what I was just talking about, the little things, like the burden patterns, noticing the burden patterns, be like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Noticing the overwhelm pattern, noticing that pattern, notice and be like, nope, no, Right. And that's hard. That takes so much faith and so much courage because you think you need those patterns in order to create the life that you have, but you're not realizing that those patterns are boxing you into the life that you have, right? And so for me, quantum is all about releasing those paradigms that you are operating your reality in. So for Samantha, I would ask her to start looking at what are the patterns that she is seeing that runs her relationships, for instance, runs her career um, potential, for instance, right? So another um, pattern that uh, not a lot of people talk about, but I do see this oftentimes is like the underdog pattern. Um, So I was running this for a long time as well, where it's like, you're always the underdog. So you always feel like you have to fight to be heard, fight to get a raise, fight, 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 fight. You know, it doesn't happen naturally. People don't just acknowledge you naturally. People don't just recognize you naturally. You're always fighting for your place or fighting to be heard. To me, that is actually an energetic pattern. So some people would be like, oh, it's so noble that you're fighting to be heard. And I look at it and I'm like, why are you making life harder for yourself? Right? Like, why, like, why can't, why can't you click into the paradigm where people naturally see you? They naturally acknowledge you. They naturally recognize your talent. You don't have to work 10 times harder than everyone else in order to create the same result. Right? And so we all run various degrees of these patterns, by the way. So there's nothing wrong with anyone. I run patterns too, right? That I am still like deleting in my own life and things like that. Um, And so here's another thing too, is as consciousness rises naturally, um, because we are in this really big shift right now, you are going to be presented opportunities to naturally release some of your patterns. And it's about you being able to recognize it. Like, are you being presented an opportunity to do that? Are you seeing it? Are you willing to acknowledge and and um, be honest with yourself? So in terms of quantum leaping, that's how you quantum leap is that you let go of all of the garbage that you think you need in order to create your reality. Yeah. 
It's like in one of the videos you said, it's important to see challenges as like a game of energy. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like, just understand like it's the energy that you give to that challenge and that's how you overcome it. So it, it's all about like, are we willing to be really honest and really aware and look at our shit and look at as what, what is not working at a deeper energetic level? Or are we just going to fall back into our usual ways of doing things? So, you know, like you are an actor and like as an actor, you face with a lot of rejection. Do you feel like your journey towards this was because um, of all the rejections you saw as an actor or like what made you start this journey? Yeah. So such a good question because like, so yeah, that, that goes with the rock bottom, right? Is that in, so okay, I want you to notice this interesting how someone like me who's running so many low self-worth patterns chose an industry that feeds off of the low self-worth of actors, right? So what I am saying is actually, as I've released more of those low self-worth patterns, I love acting, but it doesn't appeal, like the industry doesn't appeal to me at all because I am not operating under, under that consciousness anymore. And I do not want to operate in that consciousness anymore until the industry shifts, right? And it will shift actually, um, you know, uh, in the next five to 10 years or whatever. But I am not going to play in that game um, because I just will not do that for myself. But, but so I would even ask people that, like notice if your career choices or your desires themselves or your goals themselves are actually based in low self-worth, are actually based in sacrifice, are actually based in, do you, do you see what I'm saying? So like, we have to think bigger about this. It's not just, I just want this. It's like, okay, but like, why do you want it? Is that actually based in a pattern that you're running that is actually creating, again, the obstacles of you not being able to succeed in it, right? Because I know that I was always actually meant to kind of do my own thing and, and create my own thing, um, but I didn't have the self-worth enough to see that that was possible, right? And so, of course, instead, I clung on to an industry that um, relied on other people giving me the validation that, yes, you are good enough. Yes, you can do this. Yeah, we'll pay you a little bit for this. You know what I mean? So I would actually ask people that question, but absolutely. Um, the acting thing too, I was just like, also like the more I did this work, actually, the more I saw the limitation of it. And the more that I was like, is this really it? <laughs> like, is my goal really to book a few acting jobs a year? Right. Cause I will tell you, I, I, sh I, I shit you not. I was looking at this. It's actually, you can see it on the couch right there. I was looking at this journal and I looked back at 2021, August. Oh shoot. It's like almost a reunion, but in August, 2021, I literally wrote in that book that I just wanted to manifest like a small role on a TV show. Like I, that's literally what I wanted to manifest. And I was like writing it down or by the way, I did at a manifesting a year later or whatever, like with that job offer that came to me is very small, but I'm like, really Paget? those were your dreams, right? So I would actually ask people to ask themselves that question too. Like, are you actually limited in what you are even asking to manifest? And also your content, I feel like it's, you can see your creativity, the way you are the universe and then you have a conversation. Yeah. I think it's so creative and it's so good. And the reason I was like, oh, I have to like reach out to her is because 
it's so entertaining. It's funny. It's like it sends the message, and it's also like very valuable. So I feel like you are using your like you know like acting. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're you. using whatever you really truly love, like doing what you love in your own way. Yeah, because the other part of it too is you know, even though I, I don't like the industry, I'm going to be honest about that. Um, I love acting. Like acting is a beautiful craft, right? Like, and story, I love storytelling. I love impacting people. I love, I love like, you know, that something is going to impact someone, you know, that something's going to move someone because you are moved by the same kind of concept or whatever. And it's just like that shared level of humanity through content. I do love that. I absolutely love that. Um, it's just not going to be necessarily like in the format that previously I was like, oh, I hope I could just get a little speaking role on like a couple TV shows. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, yeah. And, and so that's another thing I just kind of wanted to say to people. You might know your gifts, right? It, but are you constraining the way in which your gifts have to show up? Like, are you constraining that? right? Are you saying, oh, it has to be through a record deal? Oh, it has to be through like a publishing deal. Oh, it ha like, are you constraining your possibilities? Because don't do that. Because you don't know if you could create something much better. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> what a wonderful conversation. Yes, this is so thanks. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing like your energy. And like, this is wonderful. I'm so excited. I'm excited to see, uh, to watch this back. <laughs> thank you. But thank yeah. you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and one last question would be, if, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? They can reach out to me um, at my Instagram, at Paget Kegi. Or, or, um, also, there's an email, info at PagetKegi.com.